Welcome to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. We're glad you're here. Today we continue our conversation with the wonderful and hilarious Emily Fontano and dig a little deeper into her history and her perspective on the universe. One of the pervasive themes of today's episode is racism. And although that's a bummer of a topic in general, Emily manages to pull a story from her childhood family life that gave us hope. Check it out. I'm listening to Just Mercy now. You guys know this memoir, Just Mercy? It's about injustice in the legal system. I'm only about an hour into an 11-hour book, but Patty recommended it, and it's already depressing. Wait, what's it called? Just Mercy. Just, Just Mercy. Just Mercy. Yeah, and uh, there's a, I think there's a movie about it as well. I don't say I think. I know there's a movie. You're doing a great sell. You said, you, you, yeah, all you okay, said was you're um, an so hour in, and it's already It's depressing. 11 hours. It's an 11-hour book. Have, I have nothing but time on my yeah, hands. I'll be and done by the 4th of July. super depressing. Yeah, it's it's Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. Okay. okay. And it's uh, a oh, New York Brian Times. Stevenson. <laughs> Brian Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a, it is a New York Times bestseller. And it's just, you know what it is? During the pandemic, I read a lot of very woke stuff. I, <laughs> I, I read a lot of, of things, you know, um, to understand racism uh-huh. and to understand how bad it was in this state. Like Devil in the Grove. Mm-hmm. Horrible story about a horrible sheriff who did miserable things to black people in Lake County. And not even that long ago. And uh, and so I that kind of depressed me. And this book kind of has that feel to it, which is like... We suck, and we. I'm not saying everybody sucks, but we suck in so many places in so many significant ways, like our criminal justice system, towards specific people, like black people and poor people, that uh, it's depressing. Well, the entire system is D- dumb. Not going very yeah, well. Yeah, the, the experiment is not built, sorting out as one would it have isn't hoped. Built well. But you know what? I was just talking about this because my father grew up an Italian, like from Italian immigrants in Newton, Mass, and in this area that was literally called the Lake, and it was all Italian folks. I mean, the streets were painted the Italian flag. Wow. So, and they grew up, and I, you know, they were all pretty flipping racist i mean it was just the way that it was very segregated neighborhoods Mm -hmm. a really dark time of you know in american history and boston in that area wasn't exactly known for good stuff it's not that evolved so um but my father happened to move away from that area he was the only one in the family that moved out of that area to a more liberal neighborhood framingham massachusetts where i'm from Mm -hmm. Uh, and then he did become a firefighter where a lot of the other people in my family became cops Oh. And it, my dad went from this guy that would say the most outrageously, like, you know, cringeworthy kind of, you know, no, not kind of racist things yeah. to the most liberal. Like he changed so much. And I think it was because he was a firefighter and he had to rescue, save, deal with, work with, mm-hmm. I mean, just be immersed in a community and save anybody's life. And it changed him and he evolved and he became completely the opposite type of a person so the reason i'm mentioning this is because as dark as everything feels and how screwed up it all is i did see such an evolution in a person you would have never dreamed would change their point of view of the world and i think people are capable of changing i love that you just shared an inspirational story from your own life (laughs) after i was feeling low about this thing that made me happy because it feels like that's a beautiful thing to be able to witness in somebody to see to see something. Now, was it cringeworthy when you were a kid, or was it just what you knew growing up? You know, up? it was definitely jarring when okay. things would be said, but mm-hmm. I don't think that I was, you know, that I was understanding it. Yeah. But I mean, really gross things. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I've seen that come out of my family as well. I mean, my grandfather would say things 
uh, that were pretty pretty racist. I mean, he used he used terms like oh oh my god oh i know isn't that horrible (laughs) no but i can't believe you said it i mean that's what yeah yeah. like i would hear that stuff all the time to tell you the truth i don't even know how current that is it seemed to me like something out of the 40s oh i don't believe anyone is saying that i I, I mean oh yeah it is a dated one but yeah that's a dated uh, one (laughs) and and by the way i really did not mean to offend because i i make it a, a point not to say certain words for that exact reason but your reaction to that word made me go um don't say that again yeah yeah uh, well uh, i mean uh, yeah. that is true so i won't that's that's hey I, this is a live and learn podcast people this is like how many things have i screwed up and then had to correct well no but but i mean i think it's that when i was young it was also normalized that no wonder if children nowadays are hearing the same rhetoric from their parents oh yeah why would they think anything different i right. mean why would they you know i mean so that has to be changed in a fundamental way whether I mean, but then I guess, how do you do that? I mean, whether it be the schools or parenting or I don't know. Well, I mm. wanted to ask you this because I remember like, and we've talked about this on the show before, like shows like the Jeffersons, some mm-hmm. of the other ones that were there in the eighties would have those, you know, those, uh, kind of, it's a very special episode kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And they would discuss racism and they would talk oh, yeah. about stuff like that. That's where I learned it. That's where I learned yeah. that racism was bad. That's where I learned uh, that you had it exposure. wasn't the right thing. You yeah. had access and exposure to a different point of view, and it was presented in a way that you could understand it. And that's right. it's simple yeah. as that. But yeah. it was so weird that it was sitcoms that were doing it. Sure. Yeah. 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 Mr. Rogers was a pioneer in that. I just oh, listened yeah. to a PRX story about Officer Clements, I believe yeah. is his name, Francois Clements. Uh, on the show who's a black man he was oh, invited yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to Mr. Rogers right. and there's an episode that's pretty uh, famous now where Mr. Rogers invites the uh, officer to his home to wet his yeah. feet in the kitty pool. pool and then he dries his feet yeah it was a very Jesus-like moment right yeah. here and it was him trying to absolutely make a point it was very clear and deliberate what he was trying to do and I look at people like that and Norman Lear and uh, these brilliant people who we're trying to use whatever they had as their medium to actually let us see the the good in people, but also let us see the things that are wrong with society. Mm-hmm. Well, and expose ourselves to us, like an Archie Bunker situation. Expose yeah. our expose us to us. You know, yeah. like let us also see what we sound like. It's a little ridiculous. It's a, it's the origin of cringe comedy, I think. Did you see that Mr. Rogers uh, documentary? I didn't. You, Bob, you should. Okay, You'll yeah, die. Yeah. I mean, I had to be peeled out of the NZN when I went and saw it. I, really? I couldn't. Have you Just seen crying? it? No. I can't. I think it's the most I've ever cried watching something, oh. especially in a public place. I'm a big fan of his as well, by the way. I, I mean, I, I know a bit about his life, but I, but I also know that he was much more of a champion than I knew. Much more. Well, about, and hearing uh, the people that had worked with him, like Clarence, uh, you know, like hearing those yeah. folks recount their experience with, oh, and you're a Rollins guy. Yeah, there was never anything behind the scenes with him. It was always, he was like that everywhere. Yes, yeah. like yeah. this yeah. present, kind, like accessible, genuine yeah. guy. Like like a Dalai Lama type. Like I mean, a, kind of. Yeah. That's Generous, a, you know? Yeah. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. Mr. Rogers and the Dalai Lama. Pretty amazing. As are Bob and Emily. As are you, dear listener. And, and me too. We're all pretty great. Have a wonderful day.